What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Heroes for Sale podcast. My name is Adam. I'm your host. We are in the Brita Water Filter Studio uh, recording today's episode, day after the Super Bowl. Uh, congrats to the Chiefs. Obviously, huge comeback there. Crazy, crazy fourth quarter for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I think he he cemented himself, if he hasn't already, in the top maybe five quarterbacks in the league. I mean, I, th- I think people probably say he's number one. I'd say he's probably number three. I'd say Brady and him, and then there's another. I mean, from there, you probably can decide who is going to be number three there. Um, Sean Watson, Russell Wilson, I don't know, whatever. But uh, I'm going to be getting a little bit more into that in tomorrow's episode where I can break down a couple other things. But uh, today, I wanted to go over something with with Series 1 coming out on Wednesday, uh, tomorrow we have the Tops Rip Party. Uh, that's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be like the million cars. I think they've got like 30 breakers going, so that means they're just going to be crushing Top Series 1 packs. So people are going to get um, people are going to get a a feel for the product. Now, I don't know if they are if they made special packs for the product like if they took out like if they made boxes specifically for this so they took out some of the um, some of the like specialty, like I think there's like a golden ticket thing in there. I think there's like a few other uh, special event type of things. I don't know if they took out those or if they took out autos or, or if they took out anything. But we've got that coming up on Wednesday. Tuesday, you're going to get a feel. you got tops. Now, I'm trying to – I was talking to – let me just go to Instagram really quickly, and I will look up the person's name. So uh, Port City Cards and – I had posted about the Luis Robert or Robert. I'm going to call him Robert. Luis Robert, uh, the card that he has, um, the Tops Now card with the rookie card logo. He reached out. He was like, "Oh, this is really cool." And then we kind of started getting into baseball. And um, then he asked me if if he was going to be in Series Two. I said I thought so. Um, and then we kind of started getting into baseball and talking about just the sport in general. Um, and I mean, the, I think we both agree that the young talent really is undeniable in the league, in the league right now. Now I don't, and I don't know if I have just been paying more attention to the sport as I've gotten into creating more content for the sport or if, um, or if there's just more young talent, it feels like the latter. It feels like there's just more young talent. Like now maybe I have to, maybe I have to go back to like 2016 and 2017 and look at the prospect list, um, but it just feels like there are there are a lot of young players making impacts, and a lot of young players that are going to be making impacts that maybe we haven't seen in the past. And that got me thinking to like why the sport isn't more popular um, now. If you've heard Gary V talk about this, he said that MLB. Uh, signed an agreement with a media company, and they have been uh, regulating the content on the internet for baseball. Sim- not like similar to boxing, but like they want people to only be watching highlights on like MLB or like places that MLB has licenses with, and that has caused like. It's caused their them to have trouble growing the sport and growing the popularity of the sport because the high, like with like and I've mentioned this in the past with the NBA the NBA was built off of like highlights and uh, accounts with like 
do accounts like, for example, House of Highlights. Um, I mean, there's one that's called Hoops Nation. They have about a million followers. But House of Highlights is the first, the first American media company to pass ESPN and um, and Sports Center on Instagram. Now that's obviously impressive. There's also another company called Overtime that does clips of like high school kids. Now I think that's kind of where we see a pretty big. That's where we see the gap, and I think the gap is caused by the fact that we can't see like realistically with the amount of um, minor league uh, games that are played with the from these uh from these prospects that we know we just never see the minor league play like even triple a is like filmed on like an iphone basically so you see like if you really aren't even seeing any double a or single a or like rookie ball i think you can stream like the arizona fall league i believe is streamed but it's like we're just not seeing these prospects so like when they're getting up to the majors, like, sure, they're, like, in the top five for prospects, but it's, like, people haven't heard of them, and that's an issue. And I think that's the issue where it's, like, you see a player who maybe his junior or senior year of high school gets on gets on overtime, uh, starts becoming one of the best players in the nation, goes to college, has games on ESPN in college, and then goes to the pros, and people just know who that per- know who the player is already. Like, with the MLB, you look at that timeline, the 16, 17, 18-year-old kid, if they're if they're lucky, their team makes the College World Series, and then they are on TV for the College World Series during the summer, and then maybe if they're, and then if they're lucky again, they get drafted, and they're 20, 21, and then from there, they're going from, they're going from 20 to 21-year-old to maybe minors for a year, and then majors, but it's like, once they're in the minors, there's that gap where they don't have any games on TV if they're in the minors and I say that's probably one of the main, that's probably the main issue. We just don't know. Like, for example, um, I also, that's a bad habit of mine saying for, for example, and then saying the example, I should just say it. Um, you look at, uh, I looked at the top three prospects on Instagram and I looked at their followers and I understand that followers aren't exactly, um, a indication of how many people know someone, but it's, I would say it's a very good indication on how many casual fans know the player. Like how many people who aren't particularly, maybe they don't, maybe they follow the top prospects, but they don't, they don't follow it to the point where they're like tracking who's coming off the list or maybe they're tracking it once a year. So like a player like Wander Franco who is the number one prospect, was the number one prospect then the last year, and probably won't be in the majors this year, but will, so will probably be the number one prospect again next year. He, and I, from what I've seen, I can't even find him on Instagram. I'm looking again, but I couldn't find, I couldn't find him. Now, does that mean people don't know who he is? No. Because obviously he's the number one prospect, so people are going to know who he is. But if you look at then players like uh, the number two prospect, which number two prospect which is Gavin Lux, and I think Gavin Lux actually has more of a presence online than maybe some of the other players because he has um, – so he's got 76,000 followers. Well, 
you say, well, that's not bad, but then you look at a player, and I understand, let's see, I'm going to, I'm going to use Zion as the example, and I know that's an extreme example, but going into college, he already had a million followers on Instagram, and then he played at Duke, and now I think he's, a, and then he got drafted, so I think he's around 4 million now. Like, it's similar to, and I don't know the percentage, I can't, I can't do the percentage off the top of my head, but like Mike Trout even only has, uh, let's take a little look actually, I can just tell you exactly how many he has. Mike Trout only has 1.7 million. So like Zion as a rookie has, Zion as a college freshman had more Instagram followers than Mike Trout does as the best player in the game. So what does that say about like where the MLB is at in terms of like just not like even discoverability, but like, but the, but the casual fan to be interested in these players, if they like, don't even know who they are essentially like another example, Luis Robert, um, who I've talked about multiple times in the last few episodes. Um, I actually just looked him up as well. He's only at 26 K. So, you know, like 26 K you said, again, you say, wow, that like to a casual person, that's really great. But to, like, a professional athlete who, like, I don't even know for – realistically, I don't know how um, you would, like, grow those numbers as, like, a professional athlete because it's not like you can really just do what people do on Instagram and, um, like – it's not like you can really do what you do on Instagram and just, like, grow it and, like, comment and make content. Um, I think – it's maybe it's I'm looking at Luis Roberts Instagram and he his is maybe a little bit different because he is like a top prospect and um he just doesn't and and, is, and with the top prospects they don't have many pictures of them in a uniform yet um but there really aren't many pictures like there's some videos of during the season so maybe once the season comes around um you're gonna see a little bit of a change there uh, you had him in posting about the MLB pipeline um. I'm going to go to the MLB pipeline really quick. And I mean, there, yeah, 32K. Let's see. I'm going to go down to uh, the end of the season last year when they announced the winners of the awards for best player, um, hitter of the year. Yeah, I mean, they tagged Luis Robert, but at the same time, <clears throat> like, let's see. I'm just going to go MLB as well just so I can take a look. Uh, and I mean, I've talked about this in the past, 6.1 million for MLB in general. Like you look at some of the top players in the, and I understand that the players are going to have probably more, um, they're going to probably have more followers than the league itself, just because at least people are following the league, following the players more than they're following the league in general. But another thing that I think, uh, I think that is in, there's nothing that you can do about this with baseball, but it's, I think it's just another reason why you're seeing basketball being more um, – basketball is people's casual fans are more interested in basketball uh, because there aren't as many players on the team. Uh, and, I, and I think with pitchers and hitters and defense and offense, I think maybe there's just too much time for baseball in between like action – if that makes sense, and I think, and I'm I'm not really, uh, I'm spitballing a little bit here, but like you look at the NBA, 
and it's constantly, except for when there's a timeout or they're in between quarters, but you constantly are going from defense to offense with baseball. You've got the three outs, then all everybody comes in, everybody goes out. You got the pitcher warming up, and that, so it's like there's like ten minutes in between, in between innings in general. And then the next thing you got a batter, he gets out. Next batter comes up. That's another two, three minutes in between. You, I think that's probably an issue. I mean, you can't really change that because that's the game, and I understand that the fan of the game is maybe that's they're interested in that but at this but i don't know i just see there's got to be there's got to be a way to make some adjustments to make the game more um uh in in in, not even i guess interesting is one way to put it i mean the the complexity of like pitchers and hitters and percentages and all that stuff it feels like that it feels like there are um it's 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 not like a harder sport to follow but it's more there's more elements to it that make it so that way fans that are fans maybe are diehard fans but i think it's it's the same with the nba like you you're gonna have a group of diehard fans similar both similar with both sports and i think but I think with the NBA, there's just less players. Like, there's only 12 players on a team. Usually, there's the five starters, and then there's probably, like, seven or eight role players that get in every single game, and even if they're not playing, like, with the MLB, like, <coughs> I mean, especially with pitchers, and I think it's one reason why pitchers' cards aren't as uh, desirable as hitters is because pitchers are only playing once every five games. Now, I don't know how you fix that. The only way I could see them really fixing that would be to... Um, would be to maybe cut down the amount of games that are played and give them more time in between. Because that is something that does happen with the NBA. There's only 82 games, and sometimes there's three or four days in between games. Now, if they were to do that with baseball, um, you could then you could then bring down the roster of pitchers, or you could you could bring down. You could increase the amount of days in between games. That means you would have the cert- you'd have certain pitchers pitching more, or not even pitching more, but pitching in more games, but still having like the four to five days rest. So, I guess would they be? Yeah, I mean they'd be actually no, they'd be pitching the same amount of games. It's just that there would be more time in between games, and then they could cut down that amount of pitchers that they have, and either move them to the bullpen. Um, or make the rosters smaller, and I I know that there are like platoon opportunities for players. Like some some infielders and some outfielders are better at hitting left-handed pitching rather than right-handed pitching. And you're kind of taking that out of the game, and that's kind of like some of the complexity that I think makes it harder for fans to follow. Like because if they like a player, for example, if you were a big um, Brock Holt fan before this year or last year, like you didn't really see him play every day because he just wasn't. Um, he had some restrictions of who he could face, essentially. Um, so how could the MLB really fix fix that in terms of... If, if they weren't able to do anything, basically, the, if they were just to change the way that they did media somehow, I think that they would have a way better league. They would, be able, they would have much more of a following of these players once they get to the league. Um, like, I just think... There should be more people should know about these players, and I don't and I don't exactly know 
how you would do that. I mean, realistically, I've talked about this in the past, and I think it's really just a it's a it's a uh, it's a game where you you have like the and I, this is my actually my exact idea that I uh, did a grad project on. You would you would release a show that was uh that was similar to MLB Red Zone but it's for prospects and you would uh somehow showcase like pro- it would be a show about it would be like a 3 hour show every night or a 4 hour show depending on how they wanted to do it and you showcase and you talk about prospects um and you then will show them either pitching or hitting uh and maybe you could highlight one prospect to talk about and you could then and then they could even i mean even you could just have it be an MLB type of show but you just have prospects as like half of it cuz then you can get into the rest of the stuff in the MLB and it doesn't only have to be about prospects but i would say if they made the show about prospects that would be the best route that they could go to get people to know about these players more or I mean, I guess there isn't really an or, but like they're, they just don't have the games. Like you can't really watch the games. And I think that's an issue also like with, with the NBA, the prospects or uh, rookies and younger players, like they, they'll be on the floor for five minutes or six minutes and they might get the ball. They might score a bunch of points, but like they're, with MLB, you got one at bat. They're coming up, they're hitting it, and then they don't. And then, then they don't have a chance unless they get a play in the field to really be shown on the TV or any type of highlight for another thirty minutes, maybe. Like, and it's and it's like it's, it's like a four to five minute interaction where they're on the field and then and then nothing for nothing for thirty minutes. So, I mean, that's just another thing that they can't really change because that's just the game in general. But there's got to be a way to show the four to five minute interaction with a player um, and do it multiple times and do multiple different players so that way people know. And they have to make it accessible. So you, I would say, I mean, I'm just basically talking about the examples that I've used would be like Twitch would be an example. Like if they put the show on Twitch, like that makes it available for, and they could even just put it on the MLB Twitch channel or Twitter or something online where it's not part of their like TV package because like some people don't have the TV package, um, which is another thing that like they it's hard like the games aren't always on TV like they do a good job I think of getting games on like ESPN and stuff like that but like minor league games. They're obviously minor league games unless you're like have a local channel like the Paw Sox which are the Red so- which are the Red Sox which actually now are the Worcester Red Sox. They are on TV sometimes. But like even if you want to watch that game, you don't know who any of the players are. Like they they should do similar they should have similar media teams doing content and stuff like the, like the MLB does. They should they should invest more money which I know it's a business, so they don't want to, but at the same time, like they should. And, and I understand that maybe the, M, the, M, uh, the, N, uh, sorry, the NBA doesn't really do that, but they only have like the one, the G, the G league essentially. And like, even those games are like on TV fairly often. And like, granted, they're not, all those players aren't really like star rookies, but, and if you're a star rookie, you're probably playing on the team and you're not playing in the G league. So those are more fringe rookies. But even then it's like, 
you have 12 to 15 players on your roster in the NBA, and then you have 12 to 15 players on your roster in the G League. Like, that's only 30 players that you really have to follow if you're trying to follow a team. Like, the MLB, you've got 25 players, and then in September, you got the 40. And then you got another 25 to 40 on each team in, in the minors. And if some teams have four to five different minor league teams, which if you're a top prospect, you're playing in probably double-A, uh, and then from double-A, you're getting called up to the majors if you're if you're going single and it, it's not a it's not a timeline where you're going single a double a triple a majors like sometimes they go from single a or rookie ball to single a to double a to majors but still either way and i just wish that they would i wish that it was better because i wish that more fans were more fans knew about these players kind of before uh they got to the majors like i mean last year i think Vlad Jr. was kind of a – he was one of the most mainstream prospects we've seen kind of in the MLB for quite a while. Um, I would even say Shohei Otani was kind of mainstream. Um, but this year, like, Franco, like, isn't really – he's not really known by the casual fan because, like, you, you, there's no way you could know him. Like, they're, they're not even giving – they're not even giving a player the opportunity to be known by fans because they're just not showing him at all. Like, sure, you'll get highlights uh, during, like, during maybe, like, All-Star Games or, like, Rookie Ball or, like, Arizona Fall League, but, like, they don't have all the MLB... They don't have all the top 100 prospects in that... Uh, in the Fall League. So, like, each of the teams probably has, like... Um, I don't know how many, what's the percentage of players that play in that league are, but you, 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 the opportunity for a person to even know who one of the players are is fairly small because there's just no media around them to create this opportunity. Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. That's all I got for the episode today. I just wanted to, I don't know. I'm going to keep, you'll probably hear an episode like this in the future. If I can kind of hash out maybe some more ideas and if MLB starts making some changes, that would be great. But so you might hear this episode in the future. I might talk about this a little bit more. Or if someone's on the podcast, maybe I'll talk to them about it. But uh, regardless, that's going to be it for the episode. You know the drill. You can go to my Instagram, Heroes for Sale. You can follow everything else. You can follow TikTok. You can follow, um, go to, you can go to eBay, my eBay uh, listing thing uh, that I have in there. If you click on that before you make a purchase, it's like an affiliate thing. You get to support the podcast, and you still get to buy the cards. It's really, it's not like you're paying any, any extra money for the affiliate stuff. It's just that's just what happens. Um, merch store. Uh, you've got. Let's see what else is in there. Twitch. Uh, LinkedIn is in there now. Finally, so uh, if you want to follow me on any of those other channels, go for it. I definitely would appreciate it. Uh, everybody, I will see you in the next one.